of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network. You know, you start to realize nobody emails an emergency, right? <laughs> like, right. No one, if it's an emergency, they're going to call you. Like, yeah. no one is like, let me send this emergent email. Like, <laughs> it right. doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if it's an emergency, somebody will like hunt you down and find you. They will show up right. knocking at your door, right? <laughs> if it's a true emergency. Welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage Podcast. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the Awkward Mom stage starts now. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. I'm Lola, and I'm so glad you're here. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Alexis Hasselberger. She's a time management, productivity, and stress reduction coach. She teaches you how to do more and stress less. Alexis says she's a tactical, practical coach who will teach you realistic productivity methods to help you wrangle your busy, hectic life once and for all. Time management and productivity can be crucial, especially when working from home, running a business, or just life in itself. I know I need some tips on getting more done with less stress, and I'm so excited for you to join our conversation and hear everything Alexis has to share today. Side note. It did get a little sketchy with the sound in a few parts, so please bear with me. I'm sorry the connection wasn't as great. Let's get into my conversation with Alexis Hasselberger. Hi, Alexis. Thanks so much for being here today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. <laughs> Trying to stay indoors. <laughs> I understand. I think I'm in the only part of the country that is not hot right now. So Really? <laughs> Nice. I would love some cooler weather right now. It would be amazing. (laughs) I understand. I'm not a fan of hot weather. So I always give like a little introduction at the beginning of the episode for my guests, just like a little short introduction for everyone into the conversation. But I like at the beginning of the show to have my guests kind of give an introduction for themselves to give a better backstory. So if you please go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do and how you got started. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm Alexis Hasselberger. I am a time management and productivity coach. And for the first, I don't know, 15 years of my career, I spent them in early stage startups, running HR operations, interfacing with legal, doing facility, like doing all of the things that aren't sales and engineering in a startup, you know? Okay. And so like all of that other stuff. And um, what I kind of what happened along the way is that, you know, startups are notorious for burnout and for people working crazy hours. And that was not something I wanted. Like I, I, you know, I live in the Bay Area. Like, of course, I'm working at startups, but I wasn't the kind of person who was going to stay in the office till 10 p.m. Um, But I also wanted to do a really good job at what (laughs) I was doing. Uh, And so I started to develop just, you know, productivity systems and practices that allowed me to do really excellent work in a short amount of time and to have a lot of time for everything outside of work. And, you know, I had kids, of course, along the way. And I found that, you know, there were additional practices I had to add on to make me even more productive after that. And uh, and then, you know, eventually the last startup I worked for went out of business, as startups tend to do. And I realized that the thing that I felt like I had to to give to the world that other people seemed to lack was this uh, idea of how do we use our time more intentionally? How do we feel less stressed about it? And how do we still excel at the same time? Because that's what people had been coming to me for 
over time. And so, um, so yeah, so then I decided that I would just see if, if there was a place in the market for me to be able to, you know, provide these services to people. And it turns out there was. <laughs> and so I provide coaching to individuals and to groups. Uh, I do a lot of corporate workshops for, you know, for companies about, you know, topics of time management, productivity, communication, leadership, those types of things. And then I also have a few online courses on the same thing. So, um, so that's what I do now. Being like a time management and productivity coach, what's like the number one thing you'd say that like most people that come to you have in common? Like what's their biggest complaint when they finally come to you and say like, okay, I need help. I want to work with you. Oh my God. Okay. So there's two things that are always, always coming up. One of them is that people are trying to rely on their memory for all the things that they have to do, or right. they just have like one giant list that has no, you know, there's no system to it. It's just like a list <laughs> of 500 things. And every day they're like cherry picking items off of it and hoping for the best. Right. Uh, so that's number one. And then number two is like email, right? People okay. just inundated with email. Nobody has any idea how to manage it. People think that inbox zero is like some kind of myth that they'll right. never be able to do. And it's not <laughs> like I teach every single person I work with how to manage all of that stuff so that so that it's really like an input into their system that we create so that they have to spend a lot less time thinking about all the things that they're doing and they can spend more time doing the things that they're doing. Right. Yeah. I feel like email is definitely something I would say a lot of people have an issue with. Like even for myself, I'm a virtual assistant. So my client definitely has an email issue so that's not surprising that like emails everyone's like please I feel like no one ever wants to check their inbox and they're just like I just don't feel like doing it <laughs> right or or they're constantly checking their inbox they're just not yeah. doing it with the emails that are in there <laughs> right right they're just leaving them on read or they'll like go yeah. in there read them and then mark them unread so that they can go back to it and then forget it that was like my system for the longest yep. and my inbox was like okay I'm gonna check this email okay I need to get back to that and then I'd mark it unread, and then I'd go on about my day, and then, like, at the end of the week, I'd be like, oh, crap, I forgot to, un right. it, it's like a whole, a whole thing. <laughs> 100%, yeah, so those are, you know, I, I'd say there are a lot of commonalities, but those are ones that I don't think I've worked with anyone who wasn't struggling with those two things. Yeah. Now, as someone whose day-to-day is literally teaching people productivity and time management, what does, like, a typical day for you look like? Yeah, so I have I have a few different kinds of typical days, I'll say. So I always keep one day a week for just no meetings whatsoever. And so that's the day that I write my blog post and I work on like deep project work. And maybe I spend like an hour dealing with emails and things like that. But the rest of the day is really just focused on kind of content creation and um, product creation. And then um, three days a week, I'm typically either in client sessions all day long. So back to, you know, kind of back to back with 10 minute breaks in between uh, with individual clients. And then on opposite weeks, I spend those days in the middle, um, you know, the kind of Tuesday through Thursday doing workshops, doing, you know, podcasts like this, um, doing, you know, doing other sorts of um, either, I guess, like promotional and or promotional marketing and or revenue generating activities, but for large right. groups. And then I try to keep uh, I'm moving towards having Fridays be the day that I use for kind of networking, for thinking, for um, for kind of 
I don't know, fun, fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> the really fun stuff that I do. And so I'm always kind of experimenting every three months or so I review my schedule and I make a little, I make a few changes. I just ask myself, like, what do I want to start doing? What do I want to stop doing? Um, and what do I want to keep doing? And then I make minor adjustments um, to my schedule, given what what's going on for me at the time. Okay. That's like, I feel like for me, I'm a, a list, an organization like that is my jam, but I am such a planner to a plan to planner I just do the most with the planning to make sure that the plan is perfect when it comes down to the plan like I haven't actually gone to do the plan like I've been (laughs) so busy planning it that it's like okay but did you did you do the plan though like have we executed it yet and it's like no I haven't gotten to that step yet like I was still trying to make sure the plan was perfect (laughs) do you see that a lot in like clients that you work with like they're so busy trying to get that plan together that they never actually put it to action? Sometimes I would say that that often people that I work with are they're kind of like in very high levels at their organizations and things or their entrepreneurs. And they actually are just kind of like in meetings and fighting fires all day. And there's actually right. like not a lot of planning. And then I think that I do occasionally see people who are, you know, are spending way more time planning than they are actually executing. Um, and I, I like to teach people a happy medium, right? I mean, I, I teach a method where we spend like 30 minutes on a Friday planning for the next week. And then we spend five to 10 minutes at the end of every day planning for the next day, which is really just like a sanity check on what our okay. plan was um, from the week, just things change, etc. And so I, I always think, you know, planning, like, there's no doubt that planning is really, really valuable for us. And there's so right. many statistics out there that like, every minute of planning saves 10 minutes in execution, or, you know, time spent planning saves like 20% of the execution time, there's all different studies. Um, but what I find is that a lot of times, unlike you, people don't like to plan. And so they're just right. like, yeah. Or they feel like, why should I plan? Because things are going to change and blow up in my face anyways. Right. Um, my husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and like, I just. Yeah, what's the point of a plan? Yeah, like, no, no need. Like, <laughs> what change anyway? And I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle where I, I want people to, to have a plan because only when you have a plan can you know if incoming items are worth, you know, pushing out or doing right. and changing your plan. If you don't have a plan, you're just kind of doing whatever comes your way. And so I think that the plan, even if you don't follow it, it's super helpful because it helps you to evaluate the incoming items. Right. Yeah. I think if my husband's like, plan, what's that? And then I'm over here like, let's plan everything. So like, we're just two people in the complete opposite direction. Do you see that often? Like someone that's there with someone that is like the complete opposite. So it's hard for them. Cause I feel like sometimes for me, it's hard for me because I'm so focused on him not having a plan that I'm like planning for me and him. Like, Mm -hmm. do you see that as well? Yeah. I mean, I think so often, right. In every relationship that I'm even thinking about my own right now, there are, (laughs) you know, it's like, like I look at my email, I'm an inbox zero person. My husband has like 40,000 unread emails in his inbox, right? Like, he's like, what's the point? Like, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, that would make me feel crazy to like come into that every day. And so I think that, um, Every, I think it's so common that people have different strengths and different relationships. And that is probably yeah. why they're together, right? Is that like, I would be willing to bet that you benefit from your husband's spontaneity as much as he benefits from your planning. Yeah, he's definitely the one with unread, like his text messages. I hate uh, the unread bubbles. And yep. he just has so many, like the text messages, the emails. I'm like, how do you 
Right. And like, how are you doing this? Because I'm also, I needed to be at zero. Like, please don't show me a notification. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think notifications are interesting too, because that's another big, another big thing that comes up with people is that, you know, everyone has notifications on and I'm always telling people like, turn them all off. Right. Like you are going to be like, Every time you get a little ping, you know, studies show that it takes us about 23 minutes to refocus on what we're doing. And so I'm like, just turn them off, (laughs) process your email like a few times a day, right? Every hour, if you need to, that's better than like looking at it every single time something comes in, right? Because it's so hard not to look. You, I just feel like if I had notifications on, I would constantly be distracted away from my plan, right? And what I'm doing. And so, yeah, I think that that shows up a lot too. And people are so afraid to turn off notifications, but once they do, nobody ever turns them back on. Yeah, I feel like that's me right now. Like I actually went on your site and I I saw the distraction action plan and I downloaded it. So I saw that that it takes 23 minutes to like get back on track and refocus. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense because like anytime I'm distracted, I go off on 9,000 different things or if my phone dings and I see something and I'm like oh and then like I get into that and then I'm watching that and then I'm looking at this and then I end up over here and then it's like a whole you go down the rabbit hole so I have to put my phone on do not distract do not or focus what is it do not distract yeah 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 I have to put it on sometimes because I'm like if it keeps dinging like I'm never going to get anything done I'm just going to keep being like, oh, let me check this really quick. And then I'll check that. And then that turns into this and that. So like, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Like the 20, I never thought about that. Like how long it takes you to actually like refocus on whatever the task it is that you were doing. (laughs) Right. To get back to it. Yeah. And I always say, like, we want to try to make things easy for ourselves. And so I think it's, it's so much easier to like remove that temptation altogether than it is to resist it because like we are built like they're like that red button is there. It's there for a reason. And it's because everyone who built that software knows that we are compelled. We are compelled to check that little red thing. And so if you remove it, then you don't have that temptation anymore. You you might have your own mind for a little while being like, Ooh, what's in there? What's in there? But after a while, I find that, you know, you start to realize nobody emails an emergency, right? (laughs) Right. No one, if it's an emergency, they're going to call you like, yeah, one is like, let me send this emergent email like it doesn't happen (laughs) right exactly like if it's an emergency somebody will like hunt you down and find you they will show up knocking at your door right (laughs) if it's a true emergency now have you ever come across clients who like don't really know anything like they're so overwhelmed and burnt out that they really don't even know what it is that they need to put into action like they're just like well I, I have no idea like do I need your help or do I need a therapist like what's happening here (laughs) yeah and I I would say like there are many times that people are working with a therapist and me at the same time right yeah because because, I mean the the reality is the the reason that people are overwhelmed (laughs) is not just because they don't know how to do the things right I mean anybody could just pick up a book and they could read and they could put it, you know, theoretically, they could put it into place. But we don't do that because, like, we have lots of other reasons why we aren't doing the things that are, quote, good for us or whatever they are. Right. right? And so I find that a lot of times people come to me and they're like, yeah, I feel really overworked. I feel really overwhelmed and I don't know what to do or where to start. And I love that because I walk every, you know, when I work with people, I have a, I have a system that I work people through that is very personalized, but that actually goes in the steps that people need to be able to 
um, kind of achieve the goals that they want in the end. And so, okay. you know, I, we start from a position of like knowing yourself better exactly as you are, right? Because it is so much easier to build strategies around who we are than it is to go do what was in that book. And that worked really well for like that one guy who wrote it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so we start there. Exactly. We Then we move into task management, which is like, okay, let's get everything out of your head. <laughs> let's get like, if you are some, one of those people who has like post-it notes and you're using Asana and you have your email as an inbox and you have like three notebooks over in the corner and like, you've got a bunch of task apps on your phone that have like lists of things that you didn't do three years ago and like all of that stuff. We're going to consolidate that and build that into a task system. So having kind of a task management system. Uh, then I work with people around prioritization because I think that a lot of people think, well, if I just put an organization around it, then I'm going to be able to do all the things, right? Right. But the reality is, yeah, like, <laughs> we, like if I organize it, I can do everything. It's fine. <laughs> right. Right. It's like my house will be clean if I just put all the clutter in these boxes instead of <laughs> you know, instead of dealing with it. Right. Um, and so I think that a lot of times with prioritization, we're saying, OK, like, let's learn to prioritize in such a way that, you know, for sure that the things you did today were more important than the things you didn't do. And that the things you didn't do, it's not because they fell through the cracks or you forgot about them or, you know, whatever. It's because you chose to do something that was more important and more valuable to you, right? right. So that you can feel good about the things you're not doing. Because like you, me, everyone else, we are all going to die with a big, long list of things we didn't do. Right. right. <laughs> it's like, I didn't do X, Y, Z. It's like, neither did I. Right. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like, so we start there, we go, I, then I teach them about planning. So then we go into like those planning methodologies, which is useful when you have a task list, right? It's really hard to plan if you don't have a task list, right? So right, it's like, what am I planning? For? Like, what am I planning, <laughs> right? Um, then we move into our tools. So we, we're doing calendar management, um, calendar audits, inbox zero, you know, like all the, all the messaging systems that we're using, really making sure our tools work for us. Uh, then we move into habit building because, you know, so much of the stuff is habit change, right? Like it's hard to change how you've been doing email for the last 25 years. Right? <laughs> so we want to be able to use strategies that are backed in science and that don't rely on willpower or motivation because those are so fleeting, right? We don't always have access to those reserves. Um, and then right. finally, we get into efficiency and then focus. And so, you know, it's, it's really funny because people will often say like, why don't you focus on focus first? And nobody knows what to focus on. Like, it, like I used to right. do, you know, I've, I've, you know, over the years I've kind of manipulated the system so that it's in the right order that people need. And it is always funny because people are like, but don't I need to focus? I'm like, yeah, but you need something to focus on first. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's always me. Like what, I feel like that's my biggest thing is what is it that I'm supposed to be focusing on? What should right. I plan? Like, if you don't know what it is that you're supposed to be doing, you can't, take the steps to do what it, whatever it is, like, because you don't know, you're just like, I, I have no right. idea. <laughs> right. And you kind of sit there in that like analysis paralysis of like, there's so many things I could be doing, which one should I be doing? And then like, all of a sudden, an hour has passed. <laughs> right. And, you're like, and now it's time for the next uh, meeting. And we didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start a podcast, but you don't know where to start? As the host and producer of this podcast, I can tell you it's definitely not easy. When I started out, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or where to start. Buzzsprout has been my go-to from the start of my podcast. They have so many helpful videos on hosting, how to edit, how to add music, how to post, what to post. I mean, you name it, they help you with it. And their Facebook community is helpful too. So let me tell you now, 
If you're a podcaster and you're trying to start a podcast or you already have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They have everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. So if you're interested, you can click the link in the show notes to get started on your podcasting journey. Now back to the show. Do you see more people in, like, say, like, businesses or, like, office work? Or do you also see, like, influencers? Do you see, like, a different range of careers, I should say, with your profession on time management? Yeah, so I would say that I typically am working with people who, you know, I like to say it's people with big jobs, big lives, or both, right? And so it's usually, like, busy professionals, often with kids and families, um, people that are kind of trying to trying to do really well in all areas of their life. And so I end up working with, you know, a lot of kind of, you know, business people, execs, tech execs kind of things or managers. I work with a lot of doctors. I work with a lot of lawyers. Um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I haven't said, I don't think I've worked with any influencers yet, but maybe that's a market I should get into because they're <laughs> entrepreneurs too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so I think it's it's really like people who have kind of progressed in their career and they've achieved some level of success, but they've done so through brute force, right? Like it hasn't been easy. They're not feeling right. like, like they have a lot of time for themselves, you know, and it feels just really stressful. Okay. Yeah, I feel I guess that would make sense like especially someone that's maybe working a job and then also trying to like build this business or whatever, like they're definitely going to need even though I feel like for me, I don't know, maybe other people too, but like for me, it's so easy for me to plan for other people. Like working with my clients, it's great. Like I can get them together, get their email organized, like their calendar ready to go. And yep. then it comes to me and I'm like, I have all the stuff, but it's like, well, what am I supposed to, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Like <laughs> how can I, mean, I plan for others, but not myself. I don't get it. <laughs> Well, there is, I can't remember the name of it, but there is actually a psychological term for the fact that we don't follow our best advice. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I try as much as I can, but like, you know, it's not like I'm not a perfect person either. And there are definitely times when I am finding myself going down an internet rabbit hole and then telling myself like, Alexis, get back to what you're doing, right? This is right. <laughs> like, we got to pull back. We got to go to what we were doing. And so I think it's just, is just kind of practice, but I totally understand that it can be like, like in our professional realm for other people, right? Like you're doing the planning, you like planning, planning is right. fun for you, and you don't have to execute those plans. They're executing those plans, right? Right. You know, and I think like you don't think about that part. It's like, well, yeah, of course you like don't mind doing the planning. Like you're not doing the actual stuff on the plan. Like you're just giving right. them the plan. Like here you right. go. <laughs> but like right. for you, like. You have to do those plans. So right. now you're really like, oh, gosh, what do I do first? Like, do I want to do this? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting, too, because I find that a lot of times also like people will come to me and maybe one area of their life is very organized. And then another area of their life is like just it just feels stressful constantly all the time. And so for right. some people, it's home life. And for some people, it's business life. And it's just it's just really interesting. It's like people always think that like, because I'm a productivity person, that one, I get up early, I don't waking up is the hardest thing for me. <laughs> every single day has been since I was five years old. Like I'm not a morning person. And people also think that like, I must be a really neat person, you know. Right. And the reality is like, 
I do keep the public spaces of my house neat and tidy, but like if you go in my bedroom, it's just like dirty underwear all over the floor. You know? Right. Like, like whatever. Not, like shut the door. <laughs> right. It's like that's the area of my life that's like not organized, and part right. of me needs it to be that way. Right. It's like I can't have everything all all this way. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you need some sort of balance. I think that's also why like my husband's the one that's not the planner and I'm the one that is the planner. Cause I feel like sometimes if you have too much of a similar similarity, then it's just a complete clash, but then like one helps the other in a way. So that balance is kind of nice. So you need that little area that's like chaotic and like all over the place that you can kind of close the door and be like, whatever, that's my space. Like I'll yeah. deal with that when I deal with that. But like everything else is nice and where it needs to be. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I totally feel you with the, you know, the partners, because I think that, you know, if you were both planners, like if you were both, you would be fighting about your plan, right? Right. (laughs) Both of you would want control over, over that plan. And so I I find that there's, you know, I think it's really good when we have these differences. You know, I always think about the, like in my house, food is my domain. Like I love cooking. I love, you know, like I design my kitchen, like I like every, like it's my world. I love all of that stuff. And so like my husband really like he grills, but like he doesn't really do anything with that. But, you know, every time I think uh, like, would it be nice if he did some of the cooking or the shopping? I'm like, no, because I like having control over what we're eating. Like what I cook right. for dinner every night is what I want to eat. Right? <laughs> it's like everyone's getting what I want. Yay. Yay. I'm not <laughs> terrible. Like I do. I do keep their opinions in my mind, but it's like right. I like having control over that area. And I feel like, you know, it's like if I look at my sister, she is in a relationship with somebody who they both really like cooking and they clash a lot more about like kitchen related things because they both have different ways of doing things that aren't the same, right? Which is funny because I did have a friend that was also married to someone who also cooked. So they they did have like their whole like battle for the kitchen. But like I'm the complete opposite because like I do not like cooking. I will cook because I have to, and that's what I need to do to survive. I prefer to bake, Mm -hmm. but as far as cooking, not really my thing. But my husband, he loves it. So like the kitchen, we don't really necessarily fight over it because anytime you want to take a bite, you over that. Like I will gladly go step out of the kitchen. So yeah, like sometimes you have too much of a similarity. I feel like you're just fighting over that thing like no this is how we should do it no this is how we should do it so yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) then do you see procrastination plays like a huge part in like productivity and time management because I feel like like I'm a huge procrastinator like (laughs) I am the queen of procrastination sometimes (laughs) yes so I surveyed um I surveyed my audience my email list uh maybe a year ago or so to just ask them like what is the one thing that, you know, you feel like plagues you? Procrastination was the number one answer <laughs> across yeah. everyone. And I think this shows up, this shows up a lot. And so, you know, I, I think that the, it's so normal to, procra- to procrastinate, right? Because like, what do we procrastinate? Things that seem hard, things that don't seem fun, things that like, you know, are difficult for some reason. Right. And so um, I teach people a lot of different techniques that we can use to eliminate those reasons why we procrastinate, right? So, you know, thinking about one of the, one of the things that I always share is like, we, we got to break things down to the smallest possible next step, right? Because like, if you have a, you know, I don't know, if you had a, a thing on your task list, that's like, get more podcast guests or something, right? You're going to be like, every time you see that, you're going to be like, 
okay, like I'll just do that tomorrow. Right. Right. But if you're like breaking that down and you're like, okay, go into LinkedIn and download my contacts and then sort them by job or something like that. Now you've broken that down into like very specific steps that are so small. You can't actually convince yourself not to do it. Right. And that's where you want to get. So, you know, I've had clients who, you know, were struggling with mental illness and depression and things like that. And they've had to go as far as like, they really need to get this thing done. So they'll be like, open the laptop, right? Open the document, (laughs) write a title. And it's so, you know, it seems like, wow, do we really need to go to that level? But yeah, sometimes we do, because if you can, like, when you look at that and it says, open the laptop, you're like, okay, I can do that, right? Like I can right, open like that, that, right? that far. <laughs> right? And then you look at the next step, you're like, open a document. You're like, I can do that, right? I open the document. Next step, write a title. I can do that, right? Like write the first paragraph. And so we want to make it really easy for ourselves to do things. And I think that with procrastination so often, it's like, I mean, have you ever had this happen to you where like you had a task, you don't know how to do it. Like it's, it's vague. You're not sure. And you've never done it before. And so you're just procrastinating. It's due in three months. So you're not worried about it. And like, now it's due tomorrow. You still haven't done anything about it. And you sit down, you finally are like, okay, I'm going to do this. You sit down and it takes you like 15 minutes. (laughs) Right. And you're like, why did I wait so long? Yeah. (laughs) Like how much mental energy did I (laughs) spend pushing this and feeling bad about pushing this and pushing it again? When if I had sat down and just said, like, what's the first step? I probably would have done that three months ago. Right. Yeah, I've actually I actually started doing that because I do like digital creations as well and stuff. So you have to like create content and kind of post that. And at one point I got, you know, overwhelmed with like, I don't know what to do. Like, I know what to do, but I don't know what to do. And there's too much stuff. So then I just started doing it to where I literally had to break it down and it'll be like, okay, this is the type of video that you need to record. These are the things you need to do in the video. These are the steps you need to do in the video, like shoot it from this angle and like literally wrote it down, broke it down step-by-step idea, outfit, color, what put it all out there. Because for me sometimes like I visually have to like see it and see that plan in order for me to put it together and like put it in place. Exactly. And like what you're doing there too, is you now you can use that plan again, right? Now right. the next time you're doing this, you don't have to recreate all those steps because now you've written them down. And so I think that that's really powerful too, because, you know, so often we just think like, we're going to remember, right? Like we did this, yeah. we remember. And then like three months later, we're like, how, how did I do this? What did I do? And now we're starting the whole process again. Right. Yeah. I've done that so many times. Like, how did I, create this oh crap I don't remember how I created it and then I have to like start the process all over again of figuring out how I did it and it's like okay this time I need to write it down because I did not remember last time right exactly and I think that's how we you know like we learn through that right it's like now you now you make those processes because you're like I don't want to be in that situation again right Right. I know I'm going to do this again and then I think eventually you start thinking am I going to do this thing again because if I am going to do it again I should probably just make the process right now yeah. Do you have like advice for someone who doesn't necessarily, they might not necessarily be able to like get a productivity or time management coach at the moment, but they're like trying to start getting their life in order mm-hmm. and like actually put plan to action. Cause I feel like that's a lot. Yeah. My friends and I, like we talk a lot about like, okay, we have all these plans, but like yeah. 
haven't we haven't put them into action so do you have like any advice for people when they're trying to start putting plans into action yep i'm going to give you kind of two different paths that people can take so one path is like first start by just consolidating all of your tasks and doing a brain dump and just like getting it all in one place even if that's just a spreadsheet right like just okay. doesn't have to be fancy just like get it all in one place and then if you start a practice of just at the end of your workday spend 10 minutes planning for the next day. Like look at your calendar and look at your task list side by side, even if it's just a list of 500 things, like look at it and look at, you know, what meetings you have and then make a plan for what you're going to do in between those meetings. So how you're going to spend that time, how your day is going to flow, right? It's not going to be perfect. hundred percent. It won't be perfect, but right. you will be able to do th two things. So one, you'll be able to kind of mentally disconnect from work in a way that is really important <laughs> for our mental health. And also um, breaks of any type like that have been proven to increase our productivity, to increase our increase our creativity, et cetera. So it's like, it's actually really good for us in a lot of different ways to mentally disconnect. The other thing is now you're gonna be able to start the next day without like opening your laptop, sitting there with your coffee and being like, oh God, what did the day bring, right? Like, what <laughs> right. And what often happens, right, is that when we start the day by looking at our email, all of a sudden it's 5 p.m. <laughs> We've done a bunch of stuff, but none of it was like stuff that we could cross something off or move things forward, right? And so right. instead, if you start with a plan, even if it's a fairly rudimentary plan, you're much more likely to get some of those things done. Um, the other thing that I would say is if, and this is just a shameless self-promotion, uh, if you can't, you know, if working with a, a coach is just not on the table for you for any number of reasons. Um, I also have a couple of online courses on Udemy and they are, because Udemy discounts things all the time, they're like always discounted to like $20 on there. So even though they're worth <laughs> far more than that, um, Udemy is always discounting them. So chances are, if it's not $20 today, it'll be $20 next week. Right. right. Yeah, um, Udemy's so good. Another, yeah, so that's another great way to, you know, and, and I, I think that that can be really powerful too. Like one of my students just emailed me or just LinkedIn messaged me two days ago and he was like, hey, I um, I took your course a year ago and I just wanted to let you know about all the positive changes that have happened in my life because of it. And he just like listed out all of this stuff. And I was right. like, one, yay, like that totally made my day. But two, I'm like, yeah, an online course can be transformative for people, right? Yeah, I love online courses. That was like how I learned so much stuff over, yeah. especially during like lockdown and everything when I was transitioning to working from home, like online courses, like colleges were giving them, like you yeah. can find, you can learn so much online. Like obviously you can't go to be, learn how to be a surgeon online, but like sure. if you're trying to, you know, do something that's like mentally expanding mm -hmm. or something that you can learn online, like there's yeah. so many ways to kind of expand your mind now without even having to leave your house. So it's great. Yeah, totally. I mean, one of my sons and I are taking an online drawing class together, right? Oh, just like nice. An online course, like once, you know, we just like do, with the, do the little lessons together. And yeah, it's like, there's, I don't know, the online world of learning, I think you're totally right. It's so amazing. There's so much stuff out there. Yeah, it's definitely great. <laughs> What advice would you give to someone that they've got all the, they've got all the plans, they're like, they know what to do, but they just don't know where to start, but they're still like kind of small. They're not necessarily like 
a huge business. They're more of a smaller mm-hmm. business. Because I feel like with mm-hmm. small business owners, like sometimes it's hard for them to know, even though they don't have a lot of, you know, meetings necessarily and yeah. stuff, it's still hard for them to kind of prioritize what they should be doing with yeah. their time. So I think this comes back to goals because I think that it, like in order for us to know where we should be spending our time, we do need to to really know what our, or it's very helpful to know what our goals are. And so right. I would say like, if you're like, I got all this stuff, I don't know where to start or what to do. I would be thinking about like, okay, for the next three months, what are my top two goals? Like what are two things I really want to accomplish? Not like a million goals, right? Just like <laughs> one or two things that you really want to do. And then I would look at your tasks and and I would say like, okay, which of these things are actually in support of these goals? Which of these things are going to move these things forward? And then that way you can, I think, especially as a small business owner, I mean, if I look at my task system, I have a, you know, I have a category called to be prioritized, like great ideas or whatever, which is just like, just all the things that I want to do, but I haven't committed to doing yet. Right. And there's like 500 things on there. I'm probably not going to do most of them, but I need some, like every, every quarter when I do my quarterly planning, I just say, okay, what are my couple of goals? And then I just quickly look through that list and I'm like, okay, is there anything in here that supports my goals that I need to like bring into my regular task system, right? That I need to kind of prioritize, put dates around. And so that's where I would start is just with your goals because, and I, and I think if you don't even have goals and as a small business, I would be like, what are your revenue generating things that you could be doing? Right. Because right. that's probably where you should be spending your time. If you have no goals at all, it's probably on earning money. Yeah. I think I actually started doing that just kind of like brain dumping in my notes. I don't know if I'll ever use those ideas, but I've actually like gone in sometimes and I'll be like, oh, that's, that's actually, that'll no, actually be helpful right now. And then I'll bring that over. So yeah, that's a good I never thought of it that way, but yeah, like I'll do that. I'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. And then I'll write it down in my notes and then I'll see it later on. Like, oh, I could use that right now. So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And I think, because I think the one thing that business owners often struggle with, right, is because you want to do all the things and all your things are great ideas. As soon as you think of something, you're like, great, I'm going to get started on that. And now all of a sudden you've got like 500 open projects and like you're not making progress on any of them. Right. And so I think that focusing that down to, you know, iteratively work on like serially work on your goals works a lot better to get farther faster than trying to like do a little bit of everything all at once. Right. Yeah. I think that was my thing was getting overwhelmed with trying to do everything all at once. Like I've got my business, I've got my job, I've got this, I want to do that. And then just trying to like, well, I can just plan. And it's like, no, like you need to focus on the main things first, pick one thing and then go from there. Because I was just like killing myself trying to like meet every need. And it's like, you're never going to get anywhere that way. You're just going to burn yourself out. The work's not as good because you're just trying to hurry up and turn something in or put something up or whatever it is you're doing. So it's better to like, just focus on one thing, break that down, get it done and move on to the next thing. Exactly. Before we go, I like to ask my guests a fun little question. It's always just a little thought provoking question. So your question for today is if you had a theme song, what would it be and why? Oh my gosh, this is like such a hard question for me to answer (laughs) because one, I love music, but I can never remember like any of the lyrics or the names of any song, you know, and plus I'm like stuck in the early, like I'm literally stuck in like 
early 90s hip hop, which was what I listened to growing yeah. up. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, now you've really put me on the spot. I am trying to think of a theme song for myself. Um, but I, can I say, can I pick like a genre? I think a theme song yeah. for me would just be like something around like perseverance, right? Yeah. So I think that um, that often, like if I think about a theme for me, like going for, like so much of work is just like pushing things along, right? It's just like right. following up, pushing things along, making sure that those things are real. And I'm sorry, I can't give you a great answer because I don't have, <laughs> have one. I feel like, uh, I feel like my, I don't necessarily know like a song, but I feel like my, the music would be like composed by like the Bob's Burgers composer or something. Like, I feel like I would have some sort of like theme song like that to go along with my life because that seems to like <laughs> go along with the plan right. of my life. I'm like, huh, Bob's Burgers soundtrack. That seems seems like That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yes. Sorry. I wish I could have given you a better, a better answer there. <laughs> I feel like that's always like that one. And then like, there's a, there's a question where I'm like, okay, so what would you tell like your younger self or something like that? Anything where you have to like think about the future or the past, everyone's like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I have to think about it. It's like it's that I can answer. I feel like that, you know, what would you tell your younger self? It's much easier for me than a theme song. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that could also be your question too. What would you okay. what would you tell your younger self? So I, I think that I would tell my younger self, like, start working for yourself earlier. Um, I think I just I never had ambitions to own my own business. Like I always thought that okay. I would like I felt like I was a more state, you know, like I needed a stable paycheck kind of a thing. Right. Like I'm, I'm very risk averse in general. And so <laughs> I just never thought that was for me. And have these past, you know, four, four or five years working for myself, I'm like, oh my God, it's just so much. Yeah, like a lot of things are so much harder, but I get to wake up every day working on my own goals <laughs> instead right. of somebody else's goals. And I wish I had done that, you know, 15 years earlier. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's actually a good one because my, even myself, like working from home now, it's just like, I didn't even know like this was an option. Like it's all, sometimes I have to question myself, like, do I have to have It's like, no, like you work for yourself and you don't. Like, didn't, like, I feel like the nine to five grind was like ingrained in my brain while I was going to school. It's like, you can't do anything else other than something with a nine to five you're not a doctor or something like you better be in an office somewhere otherwise it's not a real job and it's not stable and it's like stepping out of that now and being like oh this is like I can live and I am happier and this does feel better for me like that is a nice feeling so that that's a good thing to tell your younger self like yeah like don't stress yourself out thinking you have to just live this nine to five life because that's not everyone everyone's different Right, exactly. And I don't know if you felt this or, or learned this as well, but like, I think when I, I think that when I was younger, it was like, okay, there's having a nine to five job, which is what I'm going to do. Or right. there's like, you know, starting a company and growing it into this big thing and having all these employees, et cetera, which didn't sound very appealing to me. Right. Right. And like, I was like, oh, that's not really, that's too much pressure, like all this other stuff. And so I think that I, I like you, I didn't know there was this like middle path. Right. right. Yeah, that middle ground of like, you don't have to necessarily be like Elon Musk, you know, right. but you can be in the middle and kind of in your own lane, minding your business, living comfortably. Like, every, I feel like when people think of it's either nine to five or it's like celebrity life, like right. people don't think about the in between. Like, if you don't 
have to be a celebrity to like live comfortably in life. Not everyone wants that. So there's always like different avenues and it's, it's nice to like finally like see that now, especially because like more people are like, Hey, like there's this other way of living. Like you can try this too. And you're like, Oh, this is why nothing else has really clicked for me in the past. So yeah, that's a good point. So Alexis, thank you so much for being on the show today. I mean, I've enjoyed this like productivity I feel has been something I have been working on forever. Like just trying to, again, the planning to plan. Like now I'm finally learning how to like kind of break things down and like use my time better because I feel like everyone, especially before, I feel like before lockdown, I wasn't as aware of time as I am afterwards. Like you you don't really think about it because you're kind of like moving and grooving and you're doing your thing out in the world. And then when you're at home and time is something that that's all you have now, you're like, oh, like you're, you become really aware of it. So yeah, I think that time management and productivity was something I was able to work on and like get a little better at without having all the distractions. So yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a really fun conversation for me as well. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so glad the listeners was able to hear all this great advice because I like my friends and I, we all need help in the time management. We're all moms. So it's definitely good to find ways to get more done without the stress because no one needs the extra stress. (laughs) Us moms do not need the extra stress. Right. Right. Here, my parting piece of advice. I got an email this morning asking for volunteers for room parent. Oh, archive <laughs> the dreaded room parent email like, i feel like every mom is just like dreading it now because yeah. school starting soon and they're like no not the volunteer emails please <laughs> you don't have to that's my you don't have to be that person it's okay <laughs> so before we go today where can everyone find you on social media chat get more information and possibly work with you in the future yeah, thank you. So um, my website, alexishasselberger.com, which I hope you'll put in the show notes because no one can spell it. <laughs> <laughs> and so there you can find out you know, how to work with me if you want to do coaching or if you're interested in my group program, Time Well Spent, or if you you know, work for a company and you want to bring me in for a workshop, um, that is there. And then also you can follow me on YouTube. My channel is Do More Stress Less. Um, on Instagram, I'm do.more.stress.less. Uh, and on Facebook, it's do more stress less. Awesome. Well, I will definitely make sure I put all the links in the show notes so that way everyone can check you out and possibly work with you and check out YouTube and everything. And Alexis, once again, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. After everything the world has been going through lately, I know being alone with your thoughts can be an isolating feeling especially the stay-at-home parent gang. Sorry, but your dog isn't interested in giving you life advice. As someone who has seen the extreme depths of depression, postpartum depression, anxiety, and stress myself, it can and often will allow those intrusive thoughts and negativity to consume you. After going through an extremely tough year and dealing with a miscarriage, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, definitely came to my rescue, and they're here to help you too. BetterHelp has customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to leave your house or see anyone on camera if you don't want to. There's a broad range of expertise on BetterHelp, and with over 20,000 plus therapists in their network, it's so easy to find the right therapist for you. 
You just fill out a questionnaire to help access your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. You schedule your secure video or phone sessions, and you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist. I've used BetterHelp for over three years, and it was definitely helpful when I moved to a whole new state and knew absolutely no one. Those unlimited texts came in handy because I needed a new therapist but couldn't leave because of lockdown. BetterHelp was there. Everything you share is completely confidential, and you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. So many people are already using BetterHelp that they are currently recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So join the 2 million plus people who have already taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash AwkwardMomStage. That's BetterHelp.com slash AwkwardMomStage. The link will be in the show notes. Mental health is so important and so are you. If you feel that you need help with more than just figuring out who you are, or if you just need someone to talk to, BetterHelp makes it easy to find a therapist that's right for you. All right, y'all, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Alexis today, and I'll be sure to leave all of her information in the show notes. I hope you're able to take the tips that Alexis gave and apply those to your daily life so you're able to get the things you need done without all the extra stress. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and your continued support. If you haven't already, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You can even just leave five stars on Apple. You don't even have to type words if that's not your thing. But it really helps me out with ranking, and I'll show up more on podcasting platforms so more listeners can find me. Share the love by taking a screenshot of today's episode or copy the link, share, and tag me at the Awkward Mom Stage on Instagram or at Awkward Mom Stage on Twitter. I'll reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. If you'd like to donate to the show to help out with behind the scenes or you just want to buy this hot mess mama a coffee, you can click support the show in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show so far and you have topics you want me to cover or someone you think should be a guest on the show, send me a DM or an email and let me know. Until next week, y'all, I hope you have a great Friday or whichever day you're listening to this. And always remember you're beautiful. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page at the Awkward Mom Stage, where you can follow and find information on next week's show, updates for the podcast, behind the scenes clips, and more. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode. I hope you have an awesome week. Always remember you're beautiful. Lola.